This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I'm here with Olivia Young, founder of Box and Flow NYC. Good to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. So want to talk about your experiences as an entrepreneur. Talk about how you got into Box and Flow and, you know, probably out of your personal frustration for finding something that you wanted Hmm. that wasn't out there. Um, So you want to give your background to our listeners and then we can kind of go from there. So I moved to New York after college to go to culinary school. And I went to French Culinary Institute in Soho with the idea that uh, I really wanted to get into food writing. And I had read an interview by then the editor-in-chief of Food & Wine, Dana Cowan, who said, you know, you don't have to go to culinary school, but it gives you an edge if -hmm. you know what you're, you know, to write about what you're cooking. So I went to culinary school, worked at Food & Wine magazine, was interning for all of the editors in the office. And it was at the time when... Uh, print media was changing. Mm -hmm. And um, I quickly realized I didn't want to be involved in that. I wanted to get my hands dirty. So I was searching and Michael White, who is the chef of the Altamaria group, uh, Maria Ostromarini, Ifiori, is I think at this point 18 restaurants globally, just opened Maria in Dubai. Mm. He needed a personal assistant. So I was 23. I was his first assistant. I worked with him for six months and then took all his PR in-house. Oh, wow. So I start, sort of like formed the communications department at Altamaria Group and then became brand director, opened, 18, um, opened what was then, I mean, it's changed over the years, restaurants in London and Istanbul and Hong Kong and uh, got my hands dirty. Wow. And um, the president of the company, the owner is the former president of Merrill Lynch. So I sort of was working directly with, his name is Amas Fakahani, and he trained me to be a tiger or he brought that out of me. (laughs) And uh, simultaneously, I started my own consultancy representing other chefs and food brands because 18 restaurants wasn't enough. (laughs) And uh, needed something else. Yeah, I wanted like a creative outlet. And I Hmm. and I always had this, I believe, like you're either an entrepreneur or you're not. So I had this like spirit in me and I wanted to create. So I was searching like to create. and at some point, I realized that uh, I had reached my pinnacle there, and I wasn't meant to work for somebody else, even though you know these people are family in a lot of ways. But I wanted to work with them, not for them. Mm-hmm. So I did a deep dive, soul searching. You know, twenty nine, turning thirty. You know, what is my purpose in life? Like run over the bridge, like trying to like soul find find something that spoke to me, okay. and then like saw every shaman and life coach and shrink and fortune teller and psychic in the universe. And so that's how they stay in business on the on the corner of Madison and 28th, I guess. There right? and then 7th <laughs> Avenue, like okay. the weird one that's like, oh yeah, I went in and I was like, how much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me my future. Um, and it's funny because, you know, I got some really interesting advice and, and some, nothing has been out of left field really in really? all of that. Yeah, wow. there was there was weight to everything. Hmm. Um, and, but also nothing like, um, life changing more so one guy shaman like took the demons out of me and told me that I've always fixated on my legs being too short because I want to run faster which is true like I just I'm really good at racing to the finish line so like planning a brand before hmm. you know starting a business and um, so with that said I went back to like what I was committed to every day so I started doing yoga when I was 15 and I started boxing when I was 20 
just for the sheer purpose of like, I wanted to connect to something. And I guess I was 15 and Bikram yoga drew me in. It was hot and sweaty and forced me to stay still in weird postures for hours on end. And after doing yoga for five years, I, uh, was on my way to the yoga studio and there was a boxing gym with like sweaty men on Washington Avenue in Miami Beach. And I was like, what is this? Sign me up. So I started boxing. So and you were doing your own boxing flow. Exactly. And Every day, almost. Wow. And um, you mentioned when we started this idea of like creating something that there was a need for. Mm-hmm. or And for me, it wasn't that there was, certainly there was a need for boxing flow, this hybrid that channels our duality as fire and water mm-hmm. to find like, center and balance within. But it was more so I was getting this feeling every day that made me feel so alive. And I wanted to give that feeling. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't really for me. It was almost from me. Wow. And did you, were you still down in Miami or were you in New York at that point? I was in New York. So I I was doing this, you know, 15 to 20. And then I moved to Boston, went to college, moved to New York after. So box and flow, what, were you, did you commit to this full time or were you still doing consulting and, and doing 10 other things at the same time? Yeah, I was like dabbling a little bit dabbling. and consulting and um, I can be quite polarizing. I think my biggest lesson to date is that things don't have to be so extreme from like step one. So like I said, like I was like hell bent on starting this business and quit my job and just go in it. Um, you know, same at like I was hell bent on building a brand before even like signing a lease. Um, before even teaching a class. So I had this big vision and it was really mm-hmm. about like the brick by brick to build, you know, which so takes how did years. You, how, how did you kind of hold your, you know, kind of pull I back didn't. the reins or you just kind of? I did not. I um, I quit my job. I was like, this is it. I'm doing this. Uh-huh. And then I started seeking advice from all sorts of people, humans, mentors, fitness people, food people who pretty much all told me I was crazy because what do you mean boxing and yoga? That doesn't make sense. Or you have like a huge career in food. Why would you ever leave that? Stay in your lane. And um, in that whole transitional period, which was only six months, I lost like my center. I stopped boxing. I lost my focus. I stopped doing what was giving me all of this like energy. Because you were trying to build this business. Because I listened to external advice that was really projection on how I should create my life. Oh, okay. So you kind of hit pause on this or? or It was like a six month period of like shamans and life coaches and like more of that, like help me. Should I do this? Should I not? Mm. Should I just like get married and have baby? Like, is that my answer? (laughs) Because I was really bored in my career. Mm-hmm. And I was probably dating really boring men. It was just, I was bored. And so I could either like jump into this like new life or stay in this gray area of bored and be great, great salary, like great guys. Like not mm-hmm. for, Neither were for me. Um, so, but in this like whole transitional six month period, I listened to all of that, that noise that like started, I started to spin. And literally it was a matter of being in Boston with an ex-boyfriend at his mother's 80th birthday and me looking at him being like, yeah, I love you, but like, this is it. I got to go. And uh, there was a space lingering. So he wasn't an ex-boyfriend then. He was he still- was a, He was a boyfriend. He was current. Okay, he was current. so they, then he became an ex. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And just, I, to, just to get the story no, straight that you didn't current. just go with it. Okay, okay. And I, I just, I was like, I, you know, I got to go. There was a, a an open house party in this space on Bond Street. And I got an Uber from Cambridge and the Uber driver said- 500 bucks, I'll drive you back to New York City. 
I've done that Uber trip, by yeah. the way, from, no, but he was from supposed Boston to, to New yeah. York. He was supposed to take me to Amtrak station. And I was like so cozy. It was like a big, like <laughs> a suburban. And yeah, you get an XL and you're yeah. good to go. And then my feet were up and I was like 350 of a deal. So he drove me back to New York City. I saw the space the next day. I signed the lease about a month or a month or two later. And I opened within three months. Wow. So it was me just needing to like let go of whatever was holding me back or like the story I was telling myself right. to jump into you know, my next life. Well, I think, I think most great businesses are, are people don't say that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Like there's a the guys at orange theory, which now is like 1500 locations. Right. When, uh, when they started that they're, they one of the, one of the three founders is part of this uh, round table. It's called Rex round table. And he said he brought that idea to everyone at the round table to get their advice. And not one person said, do it. And he's like, you know what? I feel it. This is my gut. I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now it's a billion dollar company. Yeah. You know, so typically you don't get good advice right. when when people don't understand what you know about yourself or what you know in your gut you're gonna do anyway. Right. You might you might have just been asking people just to get validation or yeah. maybe to, to get negative validation to push you <laughs> push you more in like your own direction, point. right? Like why do we even ask? Because you're either seeking validation or you need like that affirmation that you're that you're right or wrong, but nobody knows or sees what you see because it's your vision. Right. And, sure. But there was an insecurity around it because I'd never taught a class. I made it up in my head. I wrote it on a piece of paper. I signed a lease without having any idea of what this really looked like. It wasn't like I taught somewhere else and had a following. So the advice was really like, oh, well, like, why don't you tiptoe before you jump? Or why don't you, you know. Like do a pop-up or yeah, something. I'm like, yeah, pop-up. I'm not teaching at someone else's place. I need to create yeah. a feeling. I don't think Olivia Young and pop-up ever is going to, like, be in a sentence together I'm after not this really conversation. You're not, a, you're not a pop-up. No, I'm like, I'm just, a deep you're dive. You're in. You're in. Yeah. Or you're I'm in, out. in it to win it or you're out? Yeah. The Ubering out of Cambridge you would be a leave. good way to good way to roll. Leave, yeah. <laughs> Give me a parachute or an Uber. I'm just go. So. so, so what have you learned about yourself over the last couple of years? So, I created a business. Literally, like the basis of it is resistance and ease. When you let go of whatever's holding you back, you like you can find your flow. You learn to breathe and take on tough situations um, with an element of calm. So, the tagline for Box and Flow is "Flow through the fight." Mm-hmm. And it's the way that I live my life. And so what I'm really teaching is not boxing or yoga. It's just a way of being. Mm-hmm. It's a way to channel that calm in, in times of chaos. So through this learning, you know, experience that I hope never ends, I've learned how to find ease. And, you know, being an entrepreneur, you know, being a human in the universe, like nothing is... Always, nothing is just easy. It's never really just easy, but I think if you change your perspective around what, what that even means, then it's a different outlook on life. Like, challenge to me is it's what I seek. Like, I need to run faster to take my breath away. Like, mm-hmm. wake up, run a half marathon myself on a Sunday morning because, like, let's see if I can do it. So right. that's, like, how I'm up, like, wired. And when I'm not challenged, I feel stagnant. And, and right, bored. bored. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's it's not me waking up on a Sunday and being like, oh, 13 miles, it's so hard. Let me see if I can do it. It's more like, let this be easy. Let's mm-hmm. just go. And choosing to like bow out if you if you want to allow yourself to be defeated, then it's a choice. It's, it's all a choice. Yeah, I mean, recently I've um, looked at some of the biggest obstacles or, or things that stress me out. Mm-hmm. And I say, every one of those that I've, those are all self-induced. Like those are all choices that I made 
and I'm either paying for it or I'm being rewarded by it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's binary. It's not, it's not, it's not gray. Yeah. It's like, this was a bad decision. I'm living with it. This was a good decision. I'm happy I did that, but it's not, there's no other way around it. It's not, somebody else didn't make me make a decision. Right. I think that's like owning your life, like really being present and living and not existing. Like every morning I take a picture of my feet and I have sort of a, an aphorism and a timestamp and it's like my livism of the day. And so many people have responded to me like, oh my, like you get me out of bed in the morning. And it's not even what I'm saying to the universe. It's what I'm saying to myself. Mm-hmm. It's what I need to hear. Um, and, you know, I think this morning was something about if, if you're going to expect more from others, like start by expecting more from yourself. Nice. So it's just a matter of like the way that I see the world. So and you it's, pick that up or is that something you came up with? Oh, no, I make these all up. I oh, have, nice. like, hundreds of them. Like, yeah, I, I get an email every morning from, uh, it's called TUT, T-U-T. Okay. It's yeah. called the Universe Talks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I believe in the, yeah, that things are happening. It's all just energy fields. It's all energy. It's and it's what you're holding energy. on to or letting go of. So yeah. even, like, this idea of my feet, it's to me saying, you know, you're starting here now. And whatever happened, let go of. Whatever mm-hmm. might happen, it's out of your control. What's in your control is, like, where you are at this moment. Well, I got a, um, it's not published yet, but I got a, a book that I've been writing over the years and, and it's called Lose Your Rearview Mirror. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, no one, no one really cares except you. Right. And then when you think about all the good things that have happened or all the bad things that have happened, they're just kind of bullet points or like tombstones. Like, yeah, okay, I did this orange theory deal. Like, no one cares. Right. Like, what are you going to do for me? Yeah. Like, I get that you got credentials or that you're, you know, you have a, you know, your background is is relevant and you can help me, but I'm just energy going in a direction that's positive or negative. Right. Right? I literally base everything. We were talking before. I'm not a planner, which has like helped and also hurt. But, um, you know, I, when someone comes to work for me or a student walks in and I'm teaching a class, like I automatically just feel, I feel it. Like I right. feel something. And I think if you're so like grounded and present, you can feel that energy. And it doesn't have to do with a resume or a profile or the stories that you heard or a right. reputation. It's like, what are you getting from the experience in this moment? And for me, where I like, I think I came to that feeling was boxing and yoga every day. Boxing forces you to be present. Mm-hmm. If I'm not present, I'm not, my class is also beat driven. You know, I'm not on the beat. I'm not in my dance. Like, there's a flow to boxing. There's mm-hmm. a dance to it. It's a cadence. It's a rhythm. Same as yoga. And it's connected to your breath. And um, it was where I channeled calm. In, in any situation. Like, I was the girl in the back of the boxing class. wasn't listening to the instructor. I was, like, in the music, in my body, right. feeling whatever I was feeling, letting go of whatever I was holding on to. It became my therapy. And, mm-hmm. like, a moving meditation. And on the converse, yoga was what really slowed me down so that I could, like, let it sink in and mm. let me like open up as opposed to boxing that just like shed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so as an entrepreneur, how do you, how do you manage yourself? How do you manage like when someone, or when you say, okay, look, you know, I got to look at what the revenue is. I got to look at what my price per class is. I got to look at my occupancy rates. How do you, how do you access that part of your brain? <laughs> I hate that part of my brain. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I knew you were going to say that, but I had to ask the question. Of course. The irony really is that I'm sole owner, sole operator, bootstrap, no partners, no investors. Um, And I opened this business to create a feeling. So to me, I don't even see it as a business. I see it as a way of life. So Mm. when it came down to like, 
all of the things that you're speaking of, you know, I had to make money. And I've been thankfully profitable since I opened um, because I did it so lean. And when it's your money or when it's my money, like I don't like to spend it. I like to make it. Could I have been more strategic along the way with that? Absolutely. And I think I was always looking for the counterpart who would run the business so that I could run, you know, the feeling, the brand, what Mm -hmm. I'm really good at. And I think that's what's excelled thus far and the product um, and the business has chugged along because it could. And then, you know, you hire a consultant who really understands you. And my sales have never been higher mm-hmm. with like a one. So you did bring in somebody to, to help you on that. Yeah. And I always have um, some people that were better than others. I'm at a point now I'm opening a second space. I'm bringing on a financial partner um, right. and I'm really excited so that I can not hold the weight of my, of the world on my shoulders. Right. And like I have 16 employees and, you know, 45 classes a week and I, teach nine classes and I run Mm -hmm. the business and, um, and I love my life. Right. Right. So how do you, um, so, so you really don't have, I mean, you have work, you have, you have stress to, to, to perform and to keep yourself happy and to Mm. have the freedom that you desire. So how do you, you know, when you think about opening up a second location, you know, you're not looking at at necessarily at the spreadsheet. You're saying like, look, I'm ready. You're, You're personally ready to grow. And this is like an outlet for your, your personal growth or? I think that it's also the business is, is it was at a point where um, I needed to do something because it was fine, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, there wasn't like exponential growth because I didn't have showers. My biggest challenge thus far has been my space. Mm-hmm. So it's 1500 square feet. Um, it's hot. It's messy and intense and in your face. And that's part of the brand. But it's a competitive market and you need to be competitive in it. And um, the next space is, in my mind, um, with the capital that I need will be like the ideal, what Box and Flow is and has like always been. This is, this was the perfect foray into the market because Mm -hmm. I do want to scale, you know, whether it be a franchise or a licensing agreement, I don't want to be in the real estate business. I think that business has changed in fitness and in retail in general. But, um, for me to get there, I need to take this next step. So as much as it's because I'm, you know, personally ready, it's more so um, the business needs it. It's mm-hmm. demanding it. I've never had more clients. I've never had more community. I've never had more demand for, like, better. That's great. So with the financial partner that you brought on without, you know, going into too much detail, how did you get to a place where you were able to let go a little and say, okay, look, I'm, I'm willing to not just have this as a feeling, but also have this as, you know, here's what the unit economics are. I don't know if you'd like to hear that or not, but, yeah. you know, here's how we're going to ramp. Here's what this, you know. So I think I've always craved that. So there's okay. a, a part of me, you know, my father's an entrepreneur and you don't open a business to lose money. So as much as, it's funny, I had the conversation a couple of days ago with someone who really values their business by like, Dollar. Like they just want to make money. That's why they started their business. It's not about their connection to it. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like I value myself and my business in human capital. But if I'm losing money, it doesn't make sense. Right, right. So the conversation is pretty simple. Like, what do you bring to the table? What am I bringing to the table? Like, this is what I'm good at and it shows. This is what you do. And um, finding that partner, I, I, as I said, I, I think I always sought somebody out. Um, they came to me and it's someone I've known for eight years Okay, great. and I've, you know, seen their track record and, um, there's a, a very deep element of trust. And I also know where I will keep my eyes peeled for mistrust. Mm-hmm. 
Great. I know how they work. So where's the next location going to be? It's pretty close to where I am. It's like eight, nine blocks south. And are you going to keep both open? For as long as it makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, my location now is a light lift, and it's also there's the romanticism around what it is. I just put $100,000 in it to build showers. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there will be some overlap, but I think it's ultimately like opening and having proper PR and really ramping up marketing so people know where we are. I've never spent on that. So so one other question just related to your, to your financial partner. Is your financial partner in agreement with you that we're going to open up this next location and we're going to kind of see where it goes? We're not going to, you know, plan for additional expansion until you feel like you're ready no, to do No, I that? mean, it's all going to happen simultaneously. It's not like, let's see if this works. It's... Since I've opened, like, it's a unique concept, sure, and people at this point like the idea of it, and people who come in from Mexico City or Austin, you know, they want one. So if I have the structure behind me to give them one, then I I want them to have one. Gotcha. Yeah, so it will happen simultaneously. So that, the process with opening the physical space and also, like, creating some sort of expansion plan is in the works. Got it. And it's also, um, it's not even what he wants or I want, like, I've been doing this for two and a half years, which isn't a long time, um, but it's we're ready to go. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Oh, well, it's long enough. It's long enough. You, you live the business every day, right? So All day. What do they say? It's 10,000 hours to become an expert. I'm sure you're, you passed through that mark. I mean, I'm... <laughs> I can fight like a warrior and like do all the hands over the feet. And yeah, I'm, I would say I'm an expert. That's great. And um, how have you, have you infused anything on the, on your food side or nutrition side or healthy eating or become like a, a, a lighthouse, if you will, for people to say, Hey, look, you know, totally. I know what your background is and not. Yeah. I not- mean, I, I think for me, it's creating is what comes naturally to me. So like, you know, I, I always say like you're either creating or consuming and I prefer a bit of both. Mm-hmm. So I constantly write recipes. I use social media a lot. I have a website that's uh, coming out soon, but have already used an old website for all of my like recipes. I work more with food brands and fitness brands. Mm-hmm. I'm working on a leotard line. Um, I'm doing all the things I want to do. To me, it's a way of life, not just a fitness concept. So um, my working on a book proposal that has a recipe component to it. Um, I think my bread and butter will always be food. Fitness was my, like my passion. It's what gave me a feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, from the hours of like 5 a.m. till if I'm teaching a class, 9, you know, I'm in like a black leotard and sweaty. And then the rest of the day, I'm, you know, different human. Right. So um, food has a huge part of that. It's the way I fuel my body, not just like fill my time or mm-hmm. I think it's it's that simple. Like you're either fueling your life or you're filling your time. So I fuel my life with food and fitness and connection and you know everything that I want, or I'm filling space with extra wasting. Hmm. That's great. We just had a, a doctor uh, Joel Furman on, so he just talked about you know that that the fuel and the food you put in is basically the solution for every disease and every pro- every everything. everything that's going on, and that there's subsidies to farmers that are. Uh, producing corn syrup, you know, mm. so like the, the whole system is upside down and, yeah. you know. I believe that. I really believe that what you put in your body shows up. It's, um, and I, for me, it's just, it's trial and error. Like I've spoken to doctors or, you know, everybody has a story and gluten and all of these things are just businesses. It's how do you feel when you put something in your body? How right. does it make you feel? Mm-hmm. 
like, and, and we changed. I used to only drink, you know, brown liquor and eat dried steak, but like that doesn't work for me every day anymore. Right. No, I, I, <laughs> I need to have like a cot to take a nap or something all yeah. the time if I consume one of those types of meals. Yeah. Um, so, so in, uh, in closing here, what, what do you, what's your advice or like a favorite quote that you have or, you know, to an entrepreneur who is working at a, a food magazine right now who kind of has that feeling and that itch to, to pursue something that people say that's a that's a that's a crazy idea. I what would you say to those people? Or what do you say yeah. to them every day anyway when I they think ask it's just you? a matter of learning to listen. So you can fight your whole life, or you can find an element of calm within where you trust yourself to move forward. Mm-hmm. I think like the front door of Box and Flow says everything you need is inside. And it's sure we have all the things, but it's just a matter of learning to trust yourself that you will you will know the way if you become so grounded in where you are now, mm-hmm. not about where you were, rearview mirror, or where you're going, where you want to go, but like literally look at your feet and feel your breath and feel your heartbeat and like give an element of gratitude for what you have, not about what you need. Awesome. Well, let's end on that note. We're going to have all your information up on the, the site so people can take a class at Box and Flow. Trust your gut, listen to yourself, yeah. and be a pioneer. Like our friend Olivia. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for being on. Thank you. Awesome.